You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. It has been quite a long time. Welcome to the Fretzel Mania Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and many other places that podcasts can be heard. Also, you can find me Sunday mornings on Wrestle Addict Radio on the Game Changer podcast with Nate the Effing Great at Real Effing Game. Give Wrestle Addict Radio a follow at, at Addict underscore Wrestle, home of such great podcasts as the Game Changer, as the Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast, at Gift of Podcast with the Reverend Matt Chapel at Gift of Podcast. The King, oh, I already said them. King of Fourth Wall WrestleCast at Fourth Wall Cast on Twitter, I believe. And am I, oh, not your mama's soap opera with Jeff Palaccio at 52 Points of Art. Yes, I wrote this on my blog quite some time ago. Uh, right around the time I think I got switched over to the night shift. Uh, since about April, there's been a lot of transition and stuff at my at my job. Uh, I work at a grocery store just three doors down from my house. It's it's family run. It's a uh, yeah. I, I work I work for family, so I've just been uh, uh, put on the night crew. So it's it's actually been really good. It's. Uh, it's always busy. Uh, we're in the midst of the tourist season. So basically it's, you know, the day crew comes in, the tourists come in during the day and it's clean up from, from all that. So it's been really busy. It's been challenging, but it's been very, very rewarding. Uh, folks, Wrestle Attic Radio is going to be launching a Patreon on August 11th, the morning of SummerSlam. Speaking of the morning of SummerSlam, I am also taking part in an eight-kilometer uh, beach race here in Sable Beach, in which the money that we are raising in this go towards the Toronto State Kids Hospital Bleeding Disorders Fund. Uh, it'll help kids like my niece, Abby, who has a rare bleeding disorder called Glansman's thrombostania. Long story short, it's things like prolonged bleeding, easily bruising, and something that's just going to require medication and uh, you know attention as she goes out through 
uh, throughout her life, you know, especially when, you know, puberty happens, right? Uh, and girls go through the change, the period, and it's just going to have to have medication and stuff. So anyways, folks, today I am talking about Kurt Angle. Now, at WrestleMania, because I wrote this, I actually started writing this the day after WrestleMania, and then, you know, I got really sick, and then I got uh, transitioned over to the nights for a week, and then back on the days, and back on the nights, and then after the whole transition with some employees happened, I got permanently put there, at least for, for now. Anyways, cheap plugs are gone. Life story is gone. So, this particular blog I've been working on for quite some time, and I finally released it just after WrestleMania, Kurt Angle. Broken freaking neck and a broken freaking heart. The best of Kurt Angle. Now, Kurt, his in-ring career came to an end at WrestleMania at the hands of everybody's least favorite Boston pizza waiter, Baron Corbin. I'm not going to get into a rant about this. Really? Well, they say, legends, you should go out with, you should go out with your, with your, down on your back, with your back on the mat, looking at the lights. So, at least there's that. Uh, Kurt Angle, I think, will go down as the greatest wrestler to ever lace a pair of boots. Ever. I mean, we all know he won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. We all know he was the first gold medalist in WWE history. But not the first amateur wrestler or Olympian. Uh, I believe you know Ken Patera was one back in the day. And many others. But anyways, he is the absolute the absolute best. Now, rather on than blathering on like a Wikipedia article, I'm going to do something a little different, maybe a little interesting. I'm just going to give you a few favorite moments, matches, highlights. But I'm going to do it while making use of his famous three eyes: Intelligence, Integrity, and Intensity. A silly little quote and quirk, I think, that became something of a mission statement, not only for Kurt Angle, but maybe his fans or maybe people in general. And I'm just going to say this right here before I go on. Keep in mind that I watched very little of his TNA run, maybe the first year and a bit. Like he came into TNA, what, 2006? I was able to watch TNA until about 2008. And then I moved, I went to college, and TNA wasn't really available to me when I was in college from 2008 to 2012. Although, although somewhere in my degree, I discovered things like Justin.tv. There's a throwback for you folks. If you remember Justin.tv, hit me up, because that's how I watched Monday Night Raw, that's how I watched pay-per-views. Basically a precursor to like watchwrestling.net or whatever streaming websites, sports keto, what have you. <laughs> so all that blathering aside, I'm just gonna actually take get one of my commercial breaks out of the way right now.
and I will start with the three eyes of Kurt Angle. Stay tuned, my friends. Intelligence. They say a sense of humor is a sign of high intelligence. If that were the case, I should be in Mensa. Humor is something that Kurt Angle had in spades. He had it right, just right off the bat. I mean, he did a couple of uh, pizza commercials for, you know, Pittsburgh pizza joints, actually just after he won the gold medal. And he would do the whole, you know, crying uh, because, you know, people were kind of maybe making fun of his crying when he won the gold medal. Like, why would you make fun of that? A gold medal is, it's socially acceptable to cry, period. Like, men, you're allowed to cry. It doesn't make you less macho. It doesn't make you less of a man. It makes you a human. So, in Kurt Angle's WWE debut, the crowd, they weren't really having it, kind of chanting boring, because Kurt Angle was your kind of your white meat heel, your kind of milk toast, basic, basic. He, he was out there just giving the fundamentals. So, throughout his match with meat, you know, Sean Stasiak, he just grabs a mic and he's like, hey, you don't boo an Olympic gold medalist. No, you don't. So from then on, you know, Kurt Angle became this cocky, aloof, goofy comedy heel. But he was also able to back it up. Like, you know, I always think of his things with Edge and Christian, like for the benefit of those with flash photography, you know, he dressed up like a yokel in the jug band with the fake teeth. Uh, you know, him dressing up as uh, like rapper John Cena or just even having like straight face, you know, while other people were kind of making fun of him. Like the whole Edge and Kurt Angle feud, just everything about that was pure entertainment. And then there's the tiny cowboy hat. Cowboy hat. Just an absolutely iconic, hilarious moment during the Angle Austin feud in 2001. You know, they were both kind of injured at this point, so they needed something to do on TV to help further their program. At first, it was just like, you know, hey, Angle and Austin are kind of taking turns singing to Vince McMahon and, you know, fighting over who's going to hug him. And it's and then it just right there you you flip a switch and Austin just goes off the deep end, uh, you know. And then they they take turns at critiquing Deborah's cookies. It's like you know, you know, Angle's like, hey, your cookies are pretty good, Deborah. I can't do an angle. Now I'm, I'm a few beers deep anyway, so I can't do any impersonations. So all impersonations are going to be terrible. Forewarning. <laughs> Don't podcast when you're a few beers deep. I was already having one this morning when I podcasted with Nate the effing great on this week's Game Changer. <clears throat> so, and Angle's like, oh, Deborah, your cookies are a little dry. What? I said they're a little dry. They taste like shit. Don't say that about your wife's baking. Austin, I've been single forever. And I know that. So later that year, around SummerSlam, 
2001. Mania, ran wild by God! You know, Kurt Angle brings up the milk truck to spray down the Alliance. Kind of a homage slash screw you to Austin's beer truck in the 90s, in 1999. Because, hey, milk is healthier than beer. Uh, Angle, the straight-laced good old American boy. Of course he uses milk instead of beer. He's a dork. And from then on, his humor was a little more visual and subtle. You know, I always think of the uh, 2002 feud with uh, with Edge after he lost the hair versus hair match. Although, let's face it, God was already pinning him and making him submit to that anyways. Kurt wearing the wig and like the wrestling helmet and just being in absolute denial about being bald. You know, when he was finally revealed as being bald, you know, Edge was, you know, and now they're going to chant your bulb. You're bold. You're bold. Um, who could forget, you know, I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. With Sensational Sherry singing in the background. I am not sorry for that. I don't miss singing badly in this show because it's not on a network, bitches. Oh, wait. It's on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon. Oh, well. <laughs> You're going to have to suffer through it, folks. So, after all these things, he kind of took a more serious approach over the years, but he could always somehow subtly make everyone laugh. And I know I'm spending this entire intelligence segment in humor, but as I said, humor is a sign of high intelligence. So why do I not have a friggin' doctorate uh, by now, huh? 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 Crickets. Oh, that's why. So in 2001, you know, we had that gold medal feud between Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. You know, they had that great WrestleMania match, the even better uh, Iron Man Ultimate Submission match at Backlash, and the awesome Three Stages of Hell match at Judgment Day 2001, where it was like pinfall submission and then a ladder match with the gold medals. They had that steel cage match where Kurt Angle did the moonsault off the top of the cage and missed, and I thought he was dead. You know, Benoit, you know, does the flying headbutt off the top of the cage, and, well, fill in the blanks, folks. We know what happened. Um, so during this gold medal feud, Kurt, Chris Benoit always kept the gold medals down his pants. Who knows if they're arresting against his nutsack or if they're arresting against a um, cup. But it gets pretty sweaty and gross down there. So, of course, after Kurt Angle won, won them back and he's retreating and running away, he gives his medals a kiss. And then it makes like a face. That's funny. That's hilarious. So, Kurt Angle... Not only was he intelligent through his uh, his humor, he was always very smart, intelligent, and well, the rest of the three eyes, obviously, in the ring. He always had a counter for his opponent's counters, counters, counters. He could lock you up in a pretzel with a flick of a wrist. I mean, the only other guy I think that could maybe take Kurt Angle down is Gerald Briscoe. Like, 
some of you might be aware of. There's this, there's this backstage legend, this backstage story. Like if you could take down Gerald Briscoe, you're like the king. And I don't think even Chris Benoit or Kurt Angle, for that matter, could even do it because Briscoe was just otherworldly when it comes to amateur wrestling back in the day. And I can just imagine what a Kurt Angle in his prime versus a Jerry Briscoe or Jack Briscoe, for that matter, in their prime. Maybe throw in Eric Angle. I mean, I know he was shit, but you get these two amateur guys going up against each other, the Briscoes and the Angles. Hey, why not, right? So Kurt was always a guy that was one step, ten steps ahead of his opponent. And the only thing that always outsmarted him, outsmarted him was himself. Like, look at this. How many times did he actually connect with his moonsault? About as many times as Ric Flair did landing top rope maneuvers. I mean, either, you know, Kurt Angle misses his opponent's move out of the way or he get his knees up. Moonsault hers kryptonite. I mean, I saw, didn't Kurt Angle try, he tried to hit like a 450 in uh, in TNA once because <laughs> what the hell? Why not? So, Angle, intensity. Onto integrity. I mean, I'm sorry. Down to, yeah, I'm at integrity. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Cut that, and it's in. Very little can be said of Kurt's integrity. It was, at least in ring, it was fairly basic. He stood for very few things. Gold medals and America. I'm Canadian. I can respect that. I can respect being patriotic. And a, a patriotic American, as long as you're not in your face about it, like Jim Duggan or the Patriot. <clears throat> so let's say if someone stole his gold medals, Chris Benoit and Eugene come to mind. Ugh, Eugene. The less you're said about him, the better. So Kurt always did everything in his power to get his medals back. You know, as a baby face, he would always do the right thing. And as a heel, he always did what the right thing was for him. Although his morals varied from being on Team WWF to Team America to being against the Alliance to being on the Alliance to having bestiality-like sex with Charmel. Yes, that was a real quote from Kurt Angle. He was all over the map. I could, even as I said, even as a Canadian, I could appreciate when he stuck up for his country, unless it was against my own. If it was Angle against Team Canada, I am not sorry. I'll stand up for my fellow Canucks and countrymen 11 times out of 10. Now, his real-life integrity was also all over the map, unfortunately due to you know marital problems, his Vicodin addiction, and everything. 
Although recently, in the past couple of years, thank thank the good Lord above, he cleaned up, he got his shit together, he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and even served as uh, Raw General Manager. You know, a period like I I loved him as Raw GM. Now, you know, if that's not a prime example of integrity, I don't know what is. I mean. A redemption story, not unlike the prodigal son in in Luke chapter fifteen in the New Testament, uh, where you know there's two sons, one's out working his ass off, the other goes and gets into trouble and debauchery, blah blah blah. He comes back, he gets, you know, he gets the royal treatment, and the other son's like, "Dad, what the hell? I've been here this whole time. Why are you getting him?" This treatment, it's like, well, son, he's he's my son. So are you. And kind of like they both returned, uh, well, returned to the Lord. This this isn't a uh, a Christian preaching podcast, although I've had my, my hand in preaching myself. You can tell how uh, good that was and how, how I'm not in a church. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I, I see a lot of comparisons to that story. I mean... I think any redemption story as a Christian, I can immediately connect to any of the like the parable of the lost son in the Bible or any parable for that matter. So that is just a great example of integrity. But as GM, his integrity was put to the test, you know, always standing up to the authority to like Stephanie and Triple H. Uh, and trying not to put wrestlers in unfair situations or have situations like like favoritism, you know, when it was exa- when it was revealed that uh, Jason Jordan was uh, my black son, my black son, he was accused right away of nepotism, but he never showed any to Jason Jordan, even though I think Jason was just trying to kind of brown brown nose a little bit and kiss some ass. I actually don't remember much because the last time we saw Jason Jordan was almost three years ago. So unfortunately his in-ring career might be over, but anyways, um, side note, I still love that, you know, Father's Day, Jason Jordan is still like kayfaving the whole, Hey, happy Father's Day, dad. And the picture with, with them together. Um, so some of the heels, would argue about his about Angle's lack of integrity as GM, but they were also treated just as fair. They were given opportunities. They had to earn it like everyone else. You want to talk about lack of integrity? Baron Corbin as general manager or any McMahon as any authority figure ever. Enough said. Now, finally, on to intensity. Now, I can think of a few wrestlers that were as intense or more so than Kurt Angle. His in-ring work seemed boring by design at first, but as a, but he always took a blast from the Spice Weasel and kicked it up a notch all the time. There's a Futurama reference for, for any of you uh, fellow fans. So, some of my favorite matches from him are also the most intense. 
and I'm just going to rattle them off right here. This is just the the the, the match portion of it because I think it it'll uh, tie in with the whole intensity thing. Versus Chris Benoit, Ultimate Submission Match, Backlash 2001, aforementioned a little while ago here. This is a masterclass in pro wrestling. Two technical icons putting on a 30-plus minute Iron Man-like submission match that, of course, because they all do, went into overtime. This is the NHL playoffs, folks. You know... I could also put their judgment, their two out of three falls judgment day match, or that steel cage match, as I talked about before, in there, or even I'd probably even put their Royal Rumble 2003 match over all of these. Literally every time they wrestled, it was intense, and they just took lumps out of each other. Versus Samoa Joe, lockdown. 2008. Now, this is the only TNA match in here because, as I've said, I watched very, very little of his TNA run. Uh, Nate the Effing Great, my fellow co-host on the Game Changer podcast, brother, maybe you can help me out with this, with some uh, great Kurt Angle matches and send them to me, and I can even add this to a future show. So we had Lockdown 2008, Six Sides of Steel for the TNA Championship. This definitely had some MMA vibe as Angle was wrestling in his uh, Brock Lesnar shorts instead of traditional singlet. I think he was having some kind of midlife crisis MMA gimmick, like he was going to try and get into some MMA, but I think this was also when the whole getting pulled over for Vicodin stuff started. I'm not entirely certain. So they threw tradition out of the window and just beat the absolute crap out of each other. It also had like an amateur wrestling and UFC vibe to it. Fitting, because as I've said, <coughs> excuse me, Angle was aiming towards an MMA career by then. That or TNA kind of wanted to take a more real approach or kind of have the whole what NXT is doing with Matt Riddle, bro, right now. Friend of the friend of the show, Matt Riddle. <laughs> um you know, there's a recent Matt Riddle match where he just uh, went all strike, 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 bro mission, boom. So we had lots of strikes, mounted punches, takedowns, submission moves. The pace quickened when it turned into an actual, you know, kayfabe worked wrestling match. And Joe winning his first TNA championship, I believe, with the Muscle Buster. I'm not entirely sure I didn't write it down here on my blog um, edge judgment day 2002 so kurt angle wanted to keep his dignity and his hair but as i've said god was beating him to the punch god was ready to say okay one two three bulb <clears throat> well this was an easy match to predict because there was no shred of believability that edge was going to have a bald head. I mean, after he retired, he clipped off some of those long locks until like a, not quite a mullet, not quite a bob cut, but somewhere in there. He's shoulder length hair. It looked presentable. I think it was even shorter than that at some point in time. But back then, Edge with that haircut, nah, no. 
this was an easy match to predict. But Angle tried so, so hard to win. <coughs> Excuse me. And when he finally lost, it was just like the world was ending for him. He had strapped in the chair. Buzz cut. But the best part of it is it brought us, for a short period of time, Kurt Angle in a wig and the wrestling helmet. And that version of Kurt Angle made Hulk Hogan tap out. Racist Uncle Terry tapped out to wig Kurt Angle at King of the Ring 02. It's awesome to see racists tap out. Screw you, Hulk Hogan. Racist piece of shit. Black Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 19. Kurt's neck was literally hanging by a thread. He almost missed the show entirely, but he managed to power through it, taking Lesnar's bumps like a champ. Of course, you know, we saw this match. This also included Brock nearly killing himself and Kurt with the infamous shooting star press botch. I think some, most of us by now are aware that Brock Lesnar used the Shooting Star Press as a finisher because he is stupid. <clears throat> Angle was not willing to give up his title easily, and he gave Brock everything. And, of course, Lesnar won. This was you know Lesnar's first WWE title back when we actually liked him and back when we thought, hey, Brock should have the, should have the world title now. Yeah, that aged well. Uh, so I would also put in their Iron Man match. I believe this they had a match at SummerSlam and then an Iron Man match on SmackDown. Both of them outdid this because they were they were both healthy. They were both able to perform, and neither of them had you know injuries and shit. So versus Eddie Guerrero WrestleMania twenty, a technical masterpiece with a hilarious finish. Just these two, my. Goodness, they every time Eddie and Angle just just pause this right now and go watch it. Yeah, wasn't that awesome? WrestleMania 21 versus Shawn Michaels. Angle was out there to prove that he is the best on both brands. HBK is out there to prove that he is still Mr. WrestleMania. After this match, despite Angle's victory. They were both right. Angle was relentless in his pursuit to make the heartbreak kid tap out. And he did. And their rematch at SummerSlam 05 was just as good with Angle getting the heat back. And finally, Undertaker, WrestleMania, I mean, No Way Out 2006. This, this list was in no... Um, general order in case you guys didn't figure it out by now but this was a real clash of styles that blew all of their previous matches out of the water i'm talking uh not judgment day fully loaded 2000 i'm talking survivor series 2000 those matches stunk angle threw everything at taker and taker also threw everything at him and although Angle won in a quote-unquote controversial fashion where there was like a, a Angle, like a Taker had like a triangle. Someone had a triangle choke on there and then Taker's um, shoulders were on the mat and the referee pinned for some reason. 
And this is a match that kind of slipped under the radar, but it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, Taker's return at the Royal Rumble, the challenge angle was an amazing visual, you know, with like the the horse carriage and the lightning and the ring collapsing. Classic dead man in angles virtually unfazed because this was like intense. Uh, I'm putting my gold medals on the line every week, Kurt Angle. This was uh, Kurt Angle winning the world title in a um, battle royal because Batista got injured for the 82nd time. So, folks, this is a few of many matches and moments I have enjoyed from Kurt Angle. Um, you can keep an ear out for maybe more Fretzelmania in the future. Uh, keep an ear out on Wrestle Attic Radio and the Wrestle Attic Radio Patreon for some more wrestling content. Now, of course, I'm dedicating a lot of my podcasting time, which is very little, uh, to to the Game Changer podcast. So, folks, please, Sundays on the Wrestle Attic Radio, the former Rant with Ant feed, look for me and Nate on there. We, uh, we put on a, a fun show. Uh, just this morning, we were talking about the uh, missed booking opportunities of the invasion and the Nexus storylines. So keep keep your ears open for that, folks. Um, I apologize for not you know uploading as often as I have lately, but you know work life uh, it happens. So thank you very much, very very much for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Listen to WrestleLogic Radio. Maybe I'll have something uh, else uh, for for Fretzelmania up in the near future. Thanks for listening. God bless. Hey, folks. Mr. Fretz back here. Uh, thank you for listening to the Kurt Angle uh, show on my latest podcast. Uh, I was looking for some stuff about Angle to put in the end of this, and I found just a thoroughly entertaining promo uh, I got audio of. It's about seven minutes long, so I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time. Not Uh-oh. good. Uh-oh. Not good for Kate or Murdoch. I don't know what you want me to say. More not good.
and back of that curtain. And when I come back, if you don't give me the respect that I deserve, if you don't give me the respect I deserve, we're gonna do it over and over uh -oh. and over again. Kurt wants a do-over. Let's see if you get this right. Well, you can't blame Kurt Stupid Angle for feeling this way. You oh. really can't. Oh yeah, this is gonna work. But Kurt Angle is giving—he's an Olympic gold medalist. He deserves the respect that he deserves. But I'll agree with Joey Styles. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's smarter than this. Does he actually think that when he comes out here now, these people are not gonna chant even louder? May maybe the. You stop, you stop, you stop. Listen, they're not even waiting for the entrance music. That's a shame. Is he serious? Is he saying that if these people said one more time that he sucks, he's not going to be in the main event? I don't want to find out if he's serious. One of you want to find out? One of the three eyes is intelligence. Does he really think this is going to work? I hope so, because I'm looking forward to the main event. Let's see if we can guess what music. happens. Start the music. Come on now, everybody give this man some respect. I think it's gonna work this time. It's like an angry mob singing karaoke. You people are hypocrites. Middle America is supposed to be my family values, but yet you let your children Chad, you suck to an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, well, I gotta agree with him there, Joey. And they bought their tickets, they can chant whatever they want. And you know, your reasoning, you tell me, well, I paid for a ticket, I'm allowed to say whatever I want to say. Hey. It's my right. Yeah, you have a right, but you abuse your right. You abuse the First Amendment, and you abuse me. You've got a valid point. Yeah, I agree. It is a valid it's, point. It's abuse. Listen up, people. I had three neck surgeries for you people. Three. I put my life on the line for you. Fighting for this country. My little baby girl. I didn't get to see her first steps. I didn't get to hear her first, her first words because I was wrestling for you people. 
and my wife. My wife left me. I lost my family because I put my, my life into this business for you people. That's absolutely true too. And they're cheering. And this, this is the thanks I get, right? This is the thanks. Show these people, show these people, every single one of them. Show every single one of them. It's deafening in here. I don't have time to show every single one of them. But... This arena is full of self-absorbed, selfish bastards. Uh-oh. And I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, come to think of it, I'm not the one that sucks. You people are the ones that suck. I don't think Kurt's running for mayor of Fort Wayne. And that's exactly why I'm getting my ass out of this arena. And you and your main event can go straight to hell. Man. He's not going to wrestle? Well, well, Kurt Angle is walking out. I can't blame him for the philosophy, but the fact that the main event is not going to happen because Kurt Angle's not in it. Yeah, but this has happened night in, night out. They've chanted this to him. It's, it's, I guess but sometimes when you go over the edge. I've never seen him that angry. He's incensed. He's left. He's gone.